Hello, ladies. You are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In the show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. What does resiliency and agility and grit mean to you? And why is it so important for women to be more resilient and agile and have grit in today's world? Well, that's what we are going to find out today. In this episode, my special guest is Patty Grimm. Patty is a passionate women's leader who's dedicated her life to empowering women and girls to be the best they can be in any endeavor they choose. Patty is an author, a speaker, a trainer, and a coach, and a podcast guest and a women's advocate. Patty's book is entitled Quiet Women Never Changed History. Be strong, stand up, and stand out. Let's go kick some glass. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what you are doing right now in the world. What is your focus? My focus uh, since 2016, 2017, I left Microsoft at in 2013, I spent a couple of years doing research for my book and doing some speaking and some things, but I was trying to do everything for everybody. And then about 2016, 2017, I can't remember when exactly, I decided I'm going to dedicate my mission, my life, my business to empowering women and girls to be the best they can be in any career they choose. So whether you want to be a CEO, you want to be an entrepreneur, you decide you want to um, just be a great individual contributor in life how could you live your best personal and professional life? And so that's kind of what I've dedicated my life. So now I'm doing speaking, you know, doing podcasts, doing interviews, those kinds of things, just to kind of spread the message and help women just be the best they can be. And I love that you also are focusing on younger women and girls because, yeah. you know, I focus on older because it, uh, it's just that transition in life where I, I found with my, well, our generation of women, we didn't have a lot of empowerment <laughs> being poured into us and not much encouragement to do whatever we wanted to do. We were kind of put in these peg holes of, you know, nursing or teaching or, you know, something like that. And I don't remember really being encouraged uh, to pursue any kind of passion or dream or that I could be whatever I wanted to be. We were, we were encouraged to get married and raise, not that there's anything wrong with that. Get married, raise a family. Yeah, we and both so, did. <laughs> and that's great. And it's awesome. But what about beyond that? And that's why I focus on older women because I want to like stir them up to, you know, life's not over yet. You can. Life's not over yet. Yeah, I did a presentation. I did a presentation on Tuesday at Women Technology International, and one of the questions was, "Are you ever too old to have a mentor?" No, <laughs> no, no, never, no. Never. And and I do focus on young girls too because literally when I got out of college, my I was going to be a teacher. Right, I fell into that mold. And because I got laid off, I ended up in the corporate world and I ended up being one of the youngest women vice presidents of a big California bank while I was 27, 28. Uh, had my own company for about 10 years, went to work for Microsoft for 15 and then started my own company again. So I've kind of had that change of path. I've been in the corporate world. I've been there. 
But for young girls, it's so important. The Saturday before COVID lockdown, I did a half day workshop for 50 young girls that are part of uh, JFK's Ophelia Project and Tech Girls. And I did my Ignite Your Purpose with Passion, Five Ways to Be an Empowered Woman Leader. And they were awesome. They loved every exercises. Their moms were there, a few dads came. We even had them standing up doing power poses, you know, stand up with your hands on your hips and your shoulders back and your head up and yelling, I'm brave, bold, and brilliant, right? So imagine 50 girls. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I, I was, that's what I think is so incredible too about what you're doing because if we can teach younger women and girls this stuff, then they don't have to go through this years of just wondering who they are and what they were meant to do in the world. And they yeah. can do it and become really, really good at it and become powerhouses and have a powerful voice in the world. Yeah. You know? So awesome. they might help us. They might help us crash that black ceiling and achieve pay. Pay parity is estimated not for women, not to achieve pay parity until through 2,227. That's crazy. I know you told me that before, and that's, that's like, what? In the, today's world, that shouldn't be a thing, but... A critical skill, and I think women have this in them, the critical th th skills of being resilient mm -hmm. and having agility and grit yep. are so important right now. Yeah, tell me more about that. Why is that so important? Well, I think one of the things is, I mean, we've all been hit so hard by COVID. Nobody saw, really, I mean, none of us saw this coming. Nope. We kind of heard little things of it, but, you know, we kept going... Uh, oh, well, I lived in Asia during SARS, and we didn't shut down the countries. We didn't shut things down. How could this possibly happen? So today's world is so disruptive. There will be no new normal. It will just be the, the, the new. This will just be the way we're working in the future. And the ability to be flexible and to navigate life's twists and turns. And, and so resiliency really is about the capacity to bounce back, learn, and recover yeah. throughout life's ups and downs and man have we had ups and downs we sure have yeah uh, and that and the agility is kind of on top of that the ability to navigate those twists and turns yeah. with with self-acceptance and an open mind and clear-sightedness not to try and negate all the negative things but to learn from those yeah because when you try and push those things down into denial that's what leads to the anxiety and depression Exactly. Yes. So any, I mean, there's transitions in life, even before COVID, there's always transitions in life. The only constant is change. So learning how to navigate with agility. I love that term agility because it just speaks of flexibility and being able to bend and turn with whatever's happening and flow with it. It's yeah. so important. We had the old goal with the flow, right? And, and yeah. so then grit um, is based on a book by a woman named uh, Dr. Angela Duckworth. I believe out of University of Pennsylvania, but I can't exactly where she's from. But having the, she studied people that both had EQ and IQ, and we know the kind of the emotional intelligence versus right. how smart you are. Yeah. And she found that people who had a high IQ, EQ, you know, higher EQ than IQ, but had the perseverance and the tenacity to overcome life's ups and downs, mm -hmm. to be able to recover those. It's sort of like, uh, it's an emotional rope when you put these things together. It's like an emotional rope that you can pull or a rubber band yeah. that you can pull that can, you know, flex, but never break. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important in life. And I think, you know, what you said earlier is so true. If you're, if you don't deal with these things and if you're not able to be resilient and have grit and determination and perseverance and be flexible and changeable, then 
and you're stuffing down your frustrations and anxiety, it shows up in our bodies and we're not happy and we're not fulfilled. <laughs> we're carrying, yeah, carrying around tension, carrying around anxiety. It, it starts to cause diseases and we're not happy. I mean, who wants to live a life where you're not happy and fulfilled and enjoying life and doing what you love, yeah. like pursuing your passion and, you know, that's how, that's what life is for. So I kind of equate today's environment, like being on a river, on a river raft, right? You yeah. Know, I used to river raft. Yes. I, I used to river that. raft too. And I remember the first time we went river rafting, we're sitting on the shores of this beautiful uh, Merced river in California, just outside of Yosemite. We're getting ready to go on this three day river rafting tour, right? Where you sleep on the side of the, the sleep on the side of the river, you cook your meals, you have uh -huh. sun showers to take a shower because you take these little mm -hmm. bags and put water in them so they're warm and you hang them in a tree and that's how you take a shower. We're sitting in this beautiful place, first river rafting trip, and the guide says, when you fall out of the water. <laughs> and I did my best Delta Burke from Designing Women. And women of this age will remember Delta Burke and Designing Women, yeah. right? Yes, of course. E excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, when we fall out of the boat? He says, you will fall out of the boat, but oh, when wow. you do, stay calm, keep your face forward, down river. Don't look back at us to try and catch you or get you because you'll drown. Wow. You'll get overwhelmed by the rapids or the boat will overrun you. So just stay calm, keep your head up, keep your feet forward, kick off the rocks long enough to get through the rapid. And when you get to a calm eddy, we will come get you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> First, can, I get no, I went on, can I get off the boat and wait for you guys? That's what I did. I went on six or seven of them. So, I mean, obviously I loved it. But the thing with the constant white water is there's, there's very little difference in your brain and in your body between fear and excitement. True. So when true. you start to hear that rapid coming, yeah. your body starts to kind of tense up. Am I excited or am I afraid? Well, we're a yeah. little bit of both. Yeah. But when you get through it, you kind of celebrate, you high five and you have a great old time. And then you start to hear the next rapid coming. So today it's like that constant white water. What's next? I mean, we've mm. had locusts, we've had floods, fires, uh, obviously COVID, we've had disease. Now we're having murder hornets. And I can't even, what I saw was the last, the one I saw the other day that I just went, oh God, this is enough. Yes. <laughs> it's been a year, especially. Yes. I love that analogy of the rapids. It, that's how life is. And yeah. if you can accept it and use that, what that guide told you in life, keep your head up, keep looking forward, put your feet out, relax, stay calm. Like you can then look at life as an adventure and whatever comes, it is the experience of life. Let me see what this is all about. Kind of attitude instead of, yeah. oh, instead of trying to fight against it all the time. And yeah, and if yeah. you could think about, women probably are more resilient many times than many men. I think we probably adopted faster than many men did to the multitasking and having to do, you know, all these kind of things between just your job, but also working from home and two people now working from home. And But mm -hmm. it helps us, you know, having agility, emotional, uh, emotional agility, resiliency, and grit helps us be ready for anything that life throws at us, right? Yeah. It helps, it strengthens our ability to push back that next obstacle and create that passion and persistence to kind of pursue as we go forward. Yeah. And then it builds your confidence, right? So I did that. I did that. And then it helps, it helps increase our problem solving skills. So it's really important to do that and to think about, well, you know, how did you first react when COVID happened? 
Right? Mm. And, and literally sit down and write, you know, how did I first react? Well, how did I feel after a week, a month? Well, how do I feel now? And then jot down what helped you get through this so that you can learn from that. So what would you say to people that maybe would be listening to that, listening to you say that right now and, and think, well, I haven't coped. <laughs> I'm, I'm still like in crisis mode, you know? Like, well, it's interesting because when we, when something suddenly changes or something like this happens, <clears throat> we go through the same uh, mental steps that someone goes through when they hear they're dying of cancer. It's wow. Rosabeth Monk Canner's research around on death and dying. So when something first happens, even when something good happens, right? You get a promotion, you get the job you wanted, you buy a new home. You got to go through these same emotions, but obviously when it's something sudden to you you sort of i call it sarah you go through shock mm -hmm. when they first said all businesses were going to be closed we all went into immediate shock right right, right. then you get angry mm -hmm. how could they do this to us how am i going to make money how am i going to support my family do i file for unemployment or not do i stick it out what do i do we go into anger then we try to go into resistance or rationalization right so you either try to well i'm going to go out anyway Right. Or I'm going to just rationalize. Well, this will only be a couple of months or a couple of weeks. We'll just get over this. Mm -hmm. You get through those three and then eventually you sort of get to acceptance. Okay. We accepted for two months or more. The only place we could go was the grocery store and the hardware store. I don't know sure how hardware stores were essential, at least in California, but <laughs> I couldn't get, I couldn't get my hair or nails done. I could finally get a pedicure this weekend. Oh my God. Do my known toenails look bad? I tried to do them myself and it's like, oh, uh -huh. I just can't do this. Uh -huh. Eventually you get to acceptance and then you're ready to ask for help. Mm. Now people will go through these and they won't go through them in this, always in the same order. And you can go back through them. You can get all the way to acceptance and then, oh my gosh, the cases yeah. of COVID are up again. Yeah. I'd have to go back again, mm -hmm. go back again. So what I encourage people to do, and I mentioned, I think in the Facebook interview, we did a woman named Dr. Susan David, who has an incredible YouTube video. Uh, she's funny. She's interesting. She's out of South Africa. Uh, and she has some interesting points she makes. And one of them is that life is full of ups and downs, right? You're going to have the highs and lows. You want to learn from the highs and you want to learn from the lows. So you don't repeat those mistakes again in your life. But if you want to live your life like a flatliner, right? She mm -hmm. says this in the video, you have dead people's goals. <laughs> you have wow. dead people's goals. Oh, if wow. you flatline, you are dead. Medically, everything's dead. That's so how I try and help people through this, I learned this from an amazing woman I interviewed for my book. Her name is Deb Lewis. She was the first in the first class of women who graduated from West Point. And she taught me this thing called an after action review. Now you can imagine how hard it was to be a woman at West Point and they just celebrated their 40th anniversary. And she went on to have a 35 year career in the military, including commanding trips in Iraq and Afghanistan and just retired to Hawaii. Wow. I talked to her last, I talked to her last week. Nice. But she taught me this thing called an after action review. <clears throat> And one way to build those muscles, resiliency, agility, and grit, is when something happens to you, and you can do this when something goes well or something doesn't go well. In the military, they do an after-action review. So they, you sit there and you ask yourself, and, and I encourage people to write this down. What happened? Why did it happen? What did I learn from it? And what would I do differently next time 
to achieve a different result if it didn't go well. If it did go well, take a few minutes. If you just nailed an incredible presentation or you were just on a Zoom meeting and you brought up an idea and people loved it, ask yourself, why did it happen? You know, what happened? Why did it happen? What did I do? And what would I do again to achieve the same or better result? Yeah. Great exercise to do. Um, it's, it's like, it's similar to celebrating wins. And that's something I talk about a lot. I have a, yeah. a group called the confidence club and we were talking one day and one of the, one of the members said, you know, I, I just realized that I tend to just fly by my successes and I, and I'm like, I, I achieve something and I look at it. And I'm like, okay, good. I got that done. Now let me move on to the next thing without stopping and really living with that and looking at it. I call it marking the moment. So I love that exercise. I think that is a great one for people to do to stop and look at what, what just happened and whether it worked out the way you want it or not, what can I learn from it? And what would I yeah. do differently? Yeah. Mark that moment and turn that moment into momentum. Oh yeah. Yeah. To propel you forward. Yeah. Oh, because with, with women with confidence and we could talk for hours about this as well, but with women with confidence, a thing I think that, sometimes gets in our way is that trying to be so perfect and it, even if you nailed it right you nailed that presentation that interview that meeting somebody sometimes comes up and say janelle that was awesome yeah. and you'd go well i could have done this right. and you that, that person's giving you a present a compliment is a present yeah. just learn to say thank you yeah Yep, that's kind of the imposter syndrome. It's very typical for women, you know, to have have a lot of trouble with imposterism or this feeling of, well, I wasn't all that great. I had help or it was it was nothing or, you know, they just liked me, you know, that kind of discounting our successes and our accomplishments and our gifts. Our gifts. We yeah. don't recognize our gifts enough. Yeah. I also help people kind of use the Stephen Covey's circle of yes. influence thing, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. sit, really sit down in a situation and look at what you can control. Yes. You, the only, you can't control your kids. You can't control your spouse, your significant other. You, nope. you can't, the only thing you control is you and how you act and how you think and how you react. Yeah. That's so true. Um, and you know, who can you influence and the things outside that circle of concern, just learn to sing, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And that really gives you your power back because then it frees you from worrying about trying to control everybody else that you can't anyway, or control yeah. things you can't. Yeah. And then it brings a lot of peace and calm. Like, you know, that's not, it's not, not in my wheelhouse, not my circus, not my monkeys, you know, <laughs> not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah. Right? I'm just going to let that, that go. Get that monkey off your back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some steps that women can take to be more resilient, agile, and have more grit or practice grit. Yeah, I think one it's it's knowing yourself and being confident in who you are. Like play into your strengths. It's so much mm -hmm. about in my book I talk about five ways to be an empowered woman leader. And the first one is be strong by knowing your strengths and play into your strengths. So know who you are and what you do well. What do people come to you to ask for advice on? Yeah. What do you, what do you love doing and what do you find yourself doing when nobody's watching? And use those strengths to your advantage, you know, and don't, don't focus so much on the weaknesses, get your weaknesses sort of to an average level, but don't downplay those things. So really know your stuff and be confident in what you do. Focus on the things you can control and influence, right? You can influence your team right now through your behavior. Do you panic mm. when something goes wrong or you remain calm and say, let's look at the situation and say what happened, why did it happen, what did we learn from it, right? 
Exactly. Let go of the big stuff and really ask yourself, is what I'm doing helping me or hurting me? Mm, I love that one. That's such a great question. Everybody listening, just write that down right now. Is what, is I'm, what doing I'm doing helping me or hurting me? Hurting me, right? Wow. And how you deal with the inner world sort of drives everything. So embrace those emotions, good and bad. Yes. You know, denial's toxic. It's what's causing depression. I heard, I'm not, I can't cite the specific research. Yeah. I heard depression is like the number one illness in the world right now. Wow. Look at all the ads for depression medication. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You take, if, if your depression medication isn't working here, take another one. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's huge. And I think that is a huge uh, nugget you dropped right there. Denial, like, and I lived for years denying things, denying my past, denying my story. And denying your, your strength. You, you tell yeah. an incredible story about how you were, you were thinking you weren't the most important person in the room, but they hired you because you brought that scent of talent. Yeah, sitting at that table thinking I didn't belong there. Yeah, it's, um, and it does lead you. I was never, like, depressed, but I definitely felt... Uh, I call it like uh, just playing small, you know, hiding behind the curtain in my life instead of being out on the stage and living yeah. life. You know, I was always hiding and playing small and, and it was fear-based because I didn't know who I was and I didn't know my strengths and I didn't own them. Yeah. Uh, so I, watch, yeah. watch Ann Curdy. And I think it's C-U-D-D-Y okay. um, YouTube on body language, about the power of body language oh, yes. and that when you make yourself look small, your voices doesn't get heard. And one of the mistakes I made, so when I was at Microsoft, right, I was there for 15 years. I had 14 amazing years. The 15th year, I went from rock star to rock bottom, right? I went from being on the executive track. I was in the executive potential program, being sponsored by some of the top executive VPs at Microsoft to be on this program. And I literally started to implode. I was overworked, stressed out. I did get diagnosed with depression and anxiety, but I refused to take the medication mm. because I shut down. I was working 70, 80 hours a week, every night, every weekend. I shut out family and friends. I stopped doing things that I love. And so I shut down and it almost killed me to where I was sitting in front of a doctor who said, if you don't take time off, you're going to be dead in six months. Right. And after crying all the way home, I realized what I needed to do. And I did take four months sabbatical and then I figured out how to get back to myself again. So those rigid responses when something goes bad or, you know, something goes bad, creates numbness in us. Yeah. Yeah. You're and right. so being more flexible that something bad happens, go, I heard this one the other day. Somebody said it's the, Oh, well method. Something mm. doesn't go well. You just kind of go, Oh, well, <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at being flexible like that. But my thing was the, what you're talking about with emotions. I was denying them and not, I was trying not to feel any, cause I didn't want to feel pain. Cause I experienced a lot of, trauma in my youth and didn't want to feel intense emotions. Um, so I got to the place where I wasn't feeling any emotions and I was numb and yeah. that wasn't good either. So looking, you know, just accepting emotions as what they are and yeah. let yourself feel them, let yourself experience them and look at them. Like, what are they teaching me right now yeah. about what's what happening? They, what are they teaching me right now? And how do I turn disappointment into future growth? How do I, live through life's ups and downs you can't change the world if you don't see it and so discomfort is the price we pay yes. for living a great life yes it's just it's our contract with life is we're going to go through this and so yeah. and helping your children do that too helping your children when something doesn't go well 
That's huge. Yes. So, and they'll I mean, learn from watching you, right? Do it. Yeah. My, my, my son, who's now 37 years old and married, lives in Portland. I live in Palm Springs, California, outside of Palm Springs, California. And he, he was probably 10, 11 something years old. And he, and I would say something like, well, honey, what happened? And why did it happen? And what did you, so he would go like, mom, I don't work for you. <laughs> don't try to coach me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, so courage and having the courage in life isn't the absence of fear. Mm -hmm. It's the acquired ability to learn through it. Yes. I love that. The acquired ability to learn through it. Yeah. And, and um, I always love this question. What would you do if you weren't afraid? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If we can look at uh, what's uh, another one is what's the worst that can happen and what will you do if it happens? Mm -hmm. And then you've got a plan and that just kind of, and you know, Hey, I can handle it. I can handle whatever comes because I now know what I'll do. And that really takes the fear out a lot of times. It's the fear. Fear is like the unknown with, I don't know what's going to happen. It's a future that hasn't happened yet. So it's not even real. Yeah. We make up all these stories about what could happen or what's going to happen. And then we're afraid. And, and so many times the story we make up in our head is worse. Yeah. And I, yeah. Tell this, I tell this to leaders all the time when I'm, when I'm working with the coaching leaders, especially women leaders, if you don't tell people the truth, they're going to make up their own truth and it's going to be worse than the reality. So the right. best thing many leaders did when this hit is say, I may have to you know, furlough you and lay some of you off. The, yeah. the other thing is the power of the words we use. Yes. All right, the power of the words we use. Do we say I'm depressed or I'm upset or I'm stressed? Or do we say, I'm noticing I'm feeling stressed today. Yeah. I'm experiencing this emotion. Yeah. I'm experiencing this, right? So this is kind of how it to takes move it forward. It takes it away from being linked to your identity of who you are. It's just what you're experiencing. An emotion is normal that you're experiencing, right? You're feeling yeah. it. That doesn't mean that's who you are. It's not a label on, you know, okay, I'm depressed now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a scarlet letter but yeah. you know and the, the best way to transfer your for your life is not quitting your job and moving to a farm in you know kansas or something it's really about kind of a teddy roosevelt to do what you love where you are deal with what you have make the best of things in life and just learn from it it's like being in the ring right the, the old quote of the of roosevelt about you know it's the person that's in the ring that's dirty and learning yeah. and struggling that's going to become the stronger person at the end not the person that kind of sits on the sidelines that's what Brene brown talks about you know if you're face down in the arena then you she'll talk to you like you know you have something to say you have something to share but if you're just watching from the stands and calling things out then you're not really in it you know and it's the people yeah. that are face down in the arena that are yeah. You know, the heroes that are brave, that are, you know, courageous and making a difference in the world. So let's review what women can do to build more uh, resilience, agility, and grit in their life. Know themselves, know their strengths. Know themselves. Look at them. Be, real, be, be realistic about the, in, calm, in stressful situations, remain calm and be realistic about things. Step back and look at it like you're sort of a fly on the wall or you're that angel on your shoulder, step back and look at it for a few minutes or even a few days sometimes and sort of assess where you are. Yeah, Trust yourself. Mm -hmm. It's taking that moment to step back and say, okay, what's happening? So yeah. you're not in the middle of the reaction. Yeah. And then one of the things I saw that I liked too was that resilient people don't ask why something happened. They ask, how am I going to do something about it? Oh, good. Yeah. So looking for solutions, not focusing on the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. accepting your emotions, just that acceptance piece, I think is a big one. 
These are some great takeaways. And I think the other one too is we ha we can't underestimate the power of the girlfriend factor. Ooh, right? I love that one. Yeah. Um, I'm part of a group out here in Palm Springs, Coachella Valley, called the Girlfriend Factor, and we sponsor young women who are going back to college. They need to be 25 years older. We give them a small scholarship and a mentor. I'm mentoring four women right now. Three of them are in law school, and one's in nursing school. But they're women 25 and older that are going back to college to better their lives. Right, so maybe they started out in college or they never went to college. Now they're starting out and we provide them mentors and it's called the girlfriend factor. Oh. So one of the things that research actually shows that when you have girlfriends around you, it's important to have men friends, but girlfriends, they help increase your sense of belonging and purpose. They can help boost your happiness and reduce your stress. It can help you improve your self-confidence and self-worth. You know, we all kind of, oh, gee, I need my hair cut or my hair hasn't been dyed in months. Uh, and I encourage you to stay healthy and help you cope with challenges and traumas. So what one mistake a lot of people make when these things happen is they, they pull in, they, they, they isolate themselves, they shut down. And what we need to do as women is we need to reach out, even if it's over Zoom. Mm -hmm. My conversation last Friday with Deb in Hawaii was one of the most motivating conversations I've had in a couple of weeks. Uh, and just reaching out to her and saying, now that you're retired, living in Hawaii, tell me about life. What are you doing now? Yeah. yeah. And just helping, helping lift all women up, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's, I'm all about that, you know? So I try to build that kind of community in my Facebook group. And then what I'm trying to do here locally, too, is build a community of women that are growing and learning about themselves. And they come to my workshops and um, build relationships with each other. We need each other and we need to, we need to encourage each other to grow and to be our best and to not give up and all the things you're talking about, but to try to do it alone, you, you'll just wither up. <laughs> yeah. She, she wasn't unstoppable because she didn't have failures in her life. Right. Our lives were unstoppable because we, we went forward despite all the obstacles that were thrown in our way. And that's kind of where the grit and perseverance and tenacity come in of get, you get knocked down, get up again. Yeah, exactly. So I know you have a free offer you want to offer all my listeners. Yes. Free I have a couple of things. They can email me at pattygrim at live.com and let me spell it because it's P-A-T-T-I-E-G-R-I-M-M -M at L-I-V-E dot com. So pattygrim at live.com, two E's and I-E, two M's. Uh, and I will send you a link to a video that I, a video training I did. It's called Be Bold, Not Bossy, uh, Be Confident, Not Cocky. It's a 30-minute video on how to be a strong, assertive leader and walk that tightrope of being an effective, assertive boss and not being seen as bossy, itchy, bitchy, or <laughs> other things that sometimes say. How do you walk that fine line? And so that's one offer I have for people. And then also if they email me, I can send them a link to get my book for $10 and some other things too. Yes. So and I just ordered email your book. Me. I'm excited. <laughs> and yeah. I, I signed it. I, I'm literally, I'm signing every book personally. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I, si <laughs> I signed, I signed yours and mailed it off last week. And so, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, I'll hold this up for a second. Just oh, I love it. it. I love the cover. Yeah. Just yeah. keeping glass. Yeah. So it's quiet. We never change history. Be strong, stand up, stand out. Let's go kick some glass. It's 1895 on Amazon. But if you email me, I'll send you the link to the free training and then a link to get this book for uh, 10 bucks. So I'm going to put all of that in the show notes and links and everything. So if you're listening to this and you want to connect with Patty and get one of her free offers or both of them, then well, 
the book is $10, but the uh, video training is free. And um, connect with her to learn more about her or to talk with her, it, to work with her in any way and see what she has to offer. Uh, so happy to have you on, Patty. You are, yeah. I could sit here and talk to you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could too. I love. I, I wish we went on two different coasts. I do have one more thing for your for your listeners. One more okay. exercise for them to go do. So oh, yeah. I want you to do this. I want you to think about one thing you're going to start doing to be more resilient, more agile, and have more grit. I want you to think about one thing you're going to continue doing to be agile, emotionally resilient, and have grit. And one thing you're going to stop doing. Mm. And I want you to write those down and I want you to put them someplace. The best place I found to put things is my bathroom mirror. Cause I look at it many times a day yes. and, and it's my reminder to myself, I'm going to stop, start and continue doing and just go do it. That's a great exercise to do with a lot of things. And you could put that on your computer if you're like me in front of the computer all day too. So yeah. Yeah. yeah we're all, we're all in front of our computers now all day. Yeah. <laughs> But great, um, great exercise and great uh, talk today and just the awesome wisdom you brought and lots of great things to chew on. Um, and so just remember, ladies, you can build resiliency and agility and grit into your life. And there is much, much value in doing that. You are awesome. You are amazing. And you were meant to do great things in the world. So just go out there and be you. Thanks again okay. for being with me today, Patty. Yep. And we will talk again soon, hopefully. Okay. Awesome. I'm in the Facebook group too. So yeah. I, I put things in there and Janelle is absolutely awesome. She's doing amazing work too. So back at you, girl. Thank you. Yeah. My group, if you're not a member, come join it. It's called e Women Emerging Fearlessly. We're having a great time in there. Take care everyone. And until next time, go out there and be fearless. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.